Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What's up, my loves? I want to share some exciting stuff with you. Listen, it's this new app that I discovered called Actio, A-C-T-I-O. Actio is the first social platform making personal growth through mentor-led live classes, easy and accessible. So after you download the app and sign up for free, you can choose from over 140 live classes around a variety of topics, all related to self-growth and learning new things. How cool is that? This can be anything from fitness to meditation to career coaching. You can pick any live cast that suits your schedule and join with just one click, honey. And a really cool feature that's unique to Actio is that a couple of minutes before the live cast starts, you will receive a call. So, honey, there's no way that you're going to miss that class, okay? Classes are usually only 15 to 30 minutes, so it's enough time for you to do something good for yourself and short enough to fit into any schedule. I love this so much, and I'm sure you're going to love it too. So go ahead and download the app at actio.com, A-C-T-I-O.com. And guess what, honey? I'm going to be hosting some live casts on Actio so soon. So I'll see you there. Lots of love. Mwah! What's up, my loves? Listen, are you looking for a daily dose of spiritual inspiration to get you going in the morning? Guess what, honey? I got you. I'm so excited. So, so, so excited to share with you my latest creation, which is a five-minute daily meditation page-a-day calendar for 2022. This is going to be a year of growth, authenticity, and introspection. And you're going to be able to wake up every day and rely on this baby right here to give you a daily dose of spiritually sassy wisdom. And guess what? This gorgeous new baby that I just gave birth to is 100% recyclable and eco-friendly honey, okay? So get yours today and give it to your friends. Give it to, you know, to anyone who's on a spiritual path, a newbie or someone who is an advanced practitioner. The calendar has material and, and, and wisdom and for everyone on the path, doesn't matter where you're at on the journey, I've got you covered, honey. And guess what? As a Spiritually Sassy Show listener, I'm offering you an exclusive 10% off your purchase of the calendar. So go to workman.com and use code MEDITATE, all caps. And I'm going to put this, uh, all of this information in the show notes, okay? But it's workman.com and code MEDITATE, all caps. And it's W O R-K-M-A-N dot com and code MEDITATE, all caps, M-E-D-I-T-A-T-E. Okay, love you so much. Hello, my loves, and welcome to a new episode of this Spiritually Sassy Show. Today's guest is Shandresh Bardwaj. He's a spiritual advisor, speaker, and the author of the best-selling book, Break the Norms, questioning everything you think you know about God and truth, life and death, love and sex. He comes from a lineage of seven generations of spiritual healers in India. He's been intensely trained in Tantra and Eastern healing work and grew up with gurus and masters of Tantra. He's a disciple of his father, His Holiness Sri Chamunda Swami, who is universally recognized as an authority in Tantra and spiritual healing. 
Well, oh my goodness, Spiritually Sassy community, are you ready for a new episode? Because today's guest is someone that I'm deeply inspired by, someone who is truly an embodied modern-day mystic. Shandresh, welcome to the show, my dear. Hi. Thank you, Sa. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. As I said, I've been knowing your vibe through my students who have been sending your amazing sassy <laughs> spiritual videos so it's an honor to be here and and to be have this conversation oh thank you so much i'm truly honored and and just before uh, we got on the record you're telling me that you grew up in mcleod gunge and i'm like honey that is <laughs> that that place has my heart that is literally yeah. like where i felt most at home you know mm-hmm. I have known people who went to McLeod Gunj for one week vacation from Sweden or Europe. You know, they never went back. They just stayed there. It's it's got some magic. You know, it's it's got that vibe, that mm-hmm. that sacred, safe energy. Yeah. Oh my God! I can't wait to dive deep into all of this. So, first question I ask every guest: Who are you right now? Who am I right now? Oh, beautiful. Uh, curiosity i am curiosity right now mm. i have been inviting conscious curiosity and i'm trying consciously that every bit of my presence is curious nothing but curiosity you know just absolute curiosity and i hope i live up to that uh, magic of curiosity mm, beautiful beautiful it, i love that you speak about curiosity as who you are right now because i often speak about when people are deeply curious, the fact that they are open to the mysteries of life, it shows like a depth of spiritual development. You know, the more curious you are, and the, of course, the kinds of things that you're curious about also has direct, you know, directly a correlation mm-hmm. of the depth of your uh, level of awakening too. Um, so I love that. And then we also know that curiosity leads to, to passion and passion leads to purpose. And um, I know you speak a lot about this, um, but don't don't let me go off on a on a on a rant right now. I want to ask you something that is so epic. Um, you come from seven generations of spiritual leaders. Like, excuse me, it doesn't get more more pure um, than than what you. So speak to us about that. Tell me about your family history and and how that's influenced your path and how did you have a moment of you know coming up seven seven generations of spiritual leaders. Did you always felt like you always wanted to follow into the footsteps and be a servant, you know, be an instrument of peace, be an instrument of of kindness and compassion and teach people those ways? Or did you have a moment that you're like, no, honey, I just want like work a desk job and like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious about that. Because yeah. I didn't get into it, you know, for those of you who follow the podcast, you know, that I didn't get into it. Like I never planned on doing the work I'm doing. It just it was out of mm-hmm. desperation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it was a very interesting family and experience to just grow with this kind of family where spirituality was a regular breakfast talk, right? I never ever thought saw that I'll be doing this work playing this role of a spiritual teacher to everyone. Mm-hmm. Why I never thought of it? Because the standard set by my teacher, my father, my grandfather, these two, you know, my father is still actively practicing. And I grew up watching, uh, you know, the miracles of my grandfather. So I call him grandpa, but he was my grandpa's real brother. So mm-hmm. my grandpa and bro- his brother, they both were Tantra teachers. Mm-hmm. And their stories, their work in action, it set such a higher standard. I as a child, I never thought I'll be able to match up to that standard. So mm. it never, ever even occurred in my mind. Never, okay. ever thought of it that I'll be doing this work. Mm-hmm. And secondly, my teacher, my father, he never told me you should be meditating because we come from this lineage. That's uh, you right. should be. Yeah. It, he never even told me, uh, why are you not meditating? Why are you not doing this? In fact, what started happening for some strange reasons, I started becoming obsessed with the mystical side of uh, Eastern spirituality, which was Tantra. Mm-hmm. You know, in India, as you understand, there are it's a very interesting, complex country, right? With especially with religion, divinity, spirituality, there are millions of gods and goddesses. Mm-hmm. So, out of those millions gods and goddesses, I only felt obsessively drawn toward the Tantra deities. Mm-hmm. And my obsession reached to a level that my father had to tone down my obsession. He's like, you are 
I was in fifth grade. He said, you are in fifth grade because my teacher called my home and she said, he, Chandresh doesn't book, uh, bring the school books. He brings Tantra books in his bag. Oh my God. Uh, so when they got the phone call, he was like, you, you have to calm it down. You know, you're in fifth grade. You have whole life to explore this. Mm-hmm. But you know how our rebellious teenager, you know, souls are when we are told not to go towards something, we become even more curious. So mm-hmm. curiosity started following that. And then some really specific particular incidents happened. Uh, one, I'll mention this very briefly. My mother was cooking rice in kitchen. And out of nowhere, I walked into the kitchen and I said, uh, leave the kitchen this pressure cooker is going to burst and she was like you don't know cooking just you know just leave us alone my mom grandma and dad were in there in the kitchen i was like no it's really going to burst you know let leave the kitchen and nobody left and i dragged them you know each one of them from the kitchen closed the two doors of kitchen and within five seconds the cooker bursted wow it was such a loud sound that Mm -hmm. my neighbors you know our neighbors came home because they thought you know, something really crazy happened. Mm-hmm. And I never shared this story ever, you know, on a public platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was the first time my father saw me as a student, you know, and he was like, okay, so he was not just fooling around. Okay. So that was the first time he said, let's go to Dharamshala, you know, like the Devi temples there. That's so right. we went to, so he started taking me on those Devi, the goddess temples. Mm-hmm. And that kind of started, you know, it created a very interesting journey. And he never formally trained me in those days. You know, he didn't want, I never was interested in formal education. Mm-hmm. So he didn't want that I should stop going into the formal education. He wanted me to complete a certain part of education. Mm-hmm. So he started, you know, bringing me in the travel, started training me in his own beautiful ways, but mm-hmm. never, again, never told me, this is your purpose. This is your path. It moved super organically. And... Mm-hmm. Just like everyone, I also got influenced by my own fear, my own doubts. And when I moved from India to New York in 2004, I joined uh, and I started business school in Manhattan. I became double major in finance and accounting. I worked in Wall Street for a while. (laughs) And that's when I realized, (laughs) imagine honoring the divine feminine through meditations and growing up with the idea of divine feminine and then watching women being objectified in Wall Street every single day. Oh it God. started, it was uh, torture, but it was brutal on my mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I knew that I, I have to leave this. It's not my jungle. Mm-hmm. I think I'll be the unhappiest person, but also hypocrite, you know, because I'm chanting mantras for the goddesses. Mm-hmm. Here I am among men who are not able to understand who is the feminine here, you know, who's the divine, where's mm-hmm. the div- divinity in the feminine. Mm-hmm. So I, I made a conscious call. I mean, it didn't feel like a conscious call in, <laughs> at mm-hmm. that time. I was in my early 20s, but I had made a, you know, interesting stock investment. It paid off. I was like, I got enough cushion to survive for next few months. I'll get out of it. And I did. And oh I never, never went back. Yeah. Wow. Wow. For people who are like, what is a tantric a deity and a divinity? Can you explain that a little bit? And like, and I know it's also like a, a complex, very nuanced question to ask. Um, but who is your go-to tantric deity? You know, for me, I, I have, uh, you know, Tara, green Tara is my go-to. Yes. Um, and the mantra for Tara is Om Tare Tutare Ture Soha. And it's also the, the tattoo that I have in my left forearm. Um, that's my my goal too. Can you tell us about 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 yours and maybe share a mantra too? And what an amazing story! Okay, so I was kind of on the pulse that you did the the conventional thing that you went to New York to work in finance, and then you're like, "Fuck this shit, y'all, y'all crack." I'm getting out. Yeah. I'm here to like serve a different purpose. Yes, uh, you know, in those days, I just needed to have courage and. Uh, gratitude, courage to live my truth and gratitude for the gifts I had. We mm-hmm. don't see our gifts as gifts, you know, we don't look at them as gifts. That's right. But when I started inviting gratitude, I was like, okay, what I'm sharing, even in college, in business school, I was able to have spiritual conversations with business professors, you know, I got a spiritual column in the business newspaper of my university. So I knew something is happening and it was giving me clear signs that you are not Mm -hmm. meant for this. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
speaking of the go to deity uh, goddess kali ma kali you know we call her ma kali or just ma so ma kali is my go to deity uh, <laughs> i'm surrounded with various you know art pictures of ma kali in my house wherever i go she's there and i meditate on the tantra form of ma kali so those who are wondering uh, goddess kali is the prime goddess of tantra in the shiva shakti tantra she's the mm-hmm. prime goddess mm-hmm. and we don't like i'm trained or i'm taught to not look at her as some sort of goddess who's out of excess but we are trained to look at her as ma as a motherly energy who's mm-hmm. there for you because uh, she is fierce very larger than life energy mm-hmm. so if i have to relate to her i have to invite her in the most playful gentle caring form so that even when i make mistakes even when i get dominated by my ego desires and fear she knows that it's just you know he's having his moment it's fine mm-hmm. and i can i can make 100 mistakes and take refuge in her warmth you know so that's my go to deity since i can remember like mm. since since uh, forever mm-hmm. that's so bold that says a lot about your style this is a lot about like <laughs> wow i'm literally like yes honey yes yes cuz to call uh mahakali you know um Mata Kali, the great mother, Kali Ma as the as your go-to deity. I have to be honest to everyone here and to you. I've actually, you know, I only started to work with Kali and like really have a devotional practice to Kali when I was experiencing suicidal uh ideation, suicidal thoughts, when I was in the mm-hmm. real the the depth of my um my neuroticism and just in the depth of my suffering mm-hmm. that's when a, 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 someone reminded me that like give it to kali offer mm-hmm. to offer to the mother offer to the cosmic mother offer to 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 kali ma and that started to change but if you if you guys don't know kali look her up and you see her it's it's this fears right describe mm-hmm. her a little bit for those who don't know her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she does have this like very if you if you're not in this like and if you're not in this in this um relaxed state of mind and this openness of heart and if you're not at the right time in your spiritual liberation you're going to look at Kali and be like get her away from me mm-hmm. i cannot even think about having kali ma statues or art in my house I'll be scared mm-hmm. right cuz she mm-hmm. she I'll let you speak to it cuz I'm I love <laughs> this is your go to yes yes life yeah so you are absolutely right uh, people who stumble upon her or who get to know about her through books through youtube through podcast or through google images they do get scared of her that's right because the energy is larger than life imagine a womb a dark warm womb that continues to expand for you that continues to take you in when you are feeling fragile when you're feeling you're losing it all imagine a womb which is not getting shrinked for you which is inviting you in it's telling you i'll keep you safe but guess what you have to trust that dark womb you have to trust mm. that space i see her as this womb space which is warm dark nurturing recharging and this is why her rituals are not for the lighthearted people like a regular ritual sa it could easily be in between 3 to 6 hours mm-hmm. on a very gentle appetizer level you know <laughs> when, when i'm when i'm in india with my father when we do rituals together they could go all night that's right multi- multiple days like in october i'll be doing mahakali ritual with him for 9 days straight it's going to be a 7 to 8 hour every single day it's beyond intense like when you define intensity then you add 2x to it or 10x to it that's yeah. mahakali mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's been my you know she's been my go to deity since i can remember like i do not have a memory of my life when i was not fascinated by her that's why my school teacher got scared by the way because she saw the tantra books and mahakali's uh, image was on it and i i went to catholic school in india if mm-hmm. you understand the fabric of you know the uh, dharmshala and also very small town and the best schools were catholic school convent schools so i went there so when they saw this kid little kid who has multiple tantra books with shiva and mahakali's fierce energy it scared everyone so they were like mm-hmm. bringing in some crazy books mm-hmm. and yeah but i i didn't know any other way to look at life i still don't know mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. it it's 
it's my uh, refuge. It's my womb, as I said. You know, I, I seek uh, to be in it each day and every way. Mm, that's so beautiful. I just have to tell you that it's like listening to you speak right now. It's like such a moment of synchronicity for me. So thank yeah. God, thank the cosmic mother for this moment. I'm like, yes, honey. I mean, I'm like officially inviting the Mahakali back into my life because I remember back in those days of tremendous despair, the 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 practice, the tantric practice of offering my despair to Kali. It was so foreign the idea that you mm -hmm. could offer uh, this this goddess your mm -hmm. your pain your suffering your confusion your mistakes your dread um, your you know, your your laziness anything that you felt that was dysfunctional about your being mm -hmm. all of your inadequacy your shame your deficiency um, you could offer it to Kali and it would be it would be through through multiple layers of practice and through really deep profound concentration. Um, the state in the body would change, right? Mm -hmm. your, 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 the way you related to that suffering inside of you would radically change. Um, and I also have a, um, um, a story of someone who went to um, a temple of Mahakali in um, Kolkata. Isn't, okay. there something, uh. isn't there something about like Kali doesn't have a lot of temples or like only has very few temples? Isn't there something mm -hmm. like that in the in the tradition too? Yes. So her main temples are the ones that were super ancient, not not like you know how the modern temples are built. They are project. They are not temples. They are sort of a you know social service sort of project. But That's the right. ancient temples of Mahakali, they all are very particular, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Like in Kolkata, we have two temples. One is the main Kolkata temple, Kali Ghat. It's fabulous not for light-hearted people <laughs> i need the, to go i need to go oh my god keep going uh, it's it's going to happen i i i believe we'll be chanting mahakali mantras in india at some point soon and then one hour away from kolkata there's a temple called uh, uh, dakshineshwar temple uh, i'll text you the spelling you can put in show notes those who are interested in exploring that temple sa is is a dreamland you know why because the priest of that temple, Ramakrishna Paramhansa, he is the legend Tantra teacher. I mean, he passed away many, many years ago. Mm -hmm. But if you ever have to learn how to love Makali, that's the man. You know, you've got to. I have his picture in my altar. He's the only guru outside of my lineage whose picture I have in the altar because he's the highest of the highest standards in mm. how to honor Makali. Mm -hmm. The sto stories around him are so crazy, so wild. I mean, I'll, I'll text you his name. You will be fascinated Please. by his stories. Mm -hmm. He used to talk to Makali and people thought he's gone crazy, but he would talk to her. He became like a little child and he gave the world one of the most important teachers, Swami Vivekananda, oh, wow. who brought yoga to the West, who brought Indian spirituality to the West. That's right. Very prime teacher absolutely beautiful and Mahakali temples were never just random buildings they were specific tantra labs mm -hmm. uh, even today the Kali temples are like labs you know there are conscious experiments happening of mm -hmm. working with the energy inviting the right energy mm -hmm. it's you have to go beyond the mind to understand Mahakali That's right. That's it right. cannot be understood within the realm of mind mm -hmm. oh my god you're literally giving me all the fiery inspiration <laughs> I'm like yes honey because my plan is to go spend um like January, February in uh, Kolkata at Mother Teresa's home of the dying. Okay. Um, that's mm -hmm. my plan because that's like an area of exploration for me. It's working with uh, with those who have uh, who are dying and then being able to meet the moment of death mm -hmm. um, with 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 all of its potential for liberation. You know, mm -hmm. and not and not continue to to live life with neglect and avoidance that that death is so it's so it's so it's such a huge part of our it, it is a, an event that we can all agree and uh, a lot of people are like oh i don't 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 be more we don't talk about that but it's if we make peace with the fact that we're dying at every moment that we're walking close to our death um authenticity becomes more more uh more easily accessible you know mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. before we move on real quick i just wanted to wrap up two thoughts one 
offering your suffering to Mahakali. Um, Kali is able to, to, and I want to hear what you have to say about this. She's able to eat that suffering because to her, it is fuel. It, it, it's nourishment, you know, and, and if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Kali's statues are usually ones where she's, she's slayed. There's multiple skulls are on her neck of, of demons that mm-hmm. she's killed and she drinks their blood. And, um, you know, she's able to transform, yeah. um, you know, she's able to, to really transform poison into medicine. Right. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. and that's something that I wanted to bring uh, to, to talk to you about, uh, what I was saying about rep bringing around back. It's like the purpose of Tantra from my perspective, from Vajrayana is that we're able to transform poison into medicine. Talk to me about, about Tantra mm-hmm. and, and then share with us a mantra for Mahakali, mm-hmm. please. And yes, thank you. <laughs> and I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, yes, you are absolutely right. Uh, in Tantra, we look at everything as a pure consciousness. So while our human mind may look at Mahakali with the skulls and blood, but in Tantra, it's, it is what it is. It's not judged as something dark. It's mm-hmm. what it is. That's mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. And if you go deeper into the stories of Mahakali's uh, origin, you know, when she was uh, manifested, she was manifested to absorb the darkness, the craziness of the world, so that she can transform that craziness, that dark energy into light, into something much more conscious, much more powerful. Even the gods would worship her, you know, in those mm-hmm. stories, because everyone is filled with greed, anger, ego, lust, and we need to transcend that. Mm-hmm. And Mahakali steps into it. And speaking of Tantra, oh, by the way, before we ex- go into Tantra, mm. I noticed I want to bring in Mahakali's reference into something really, really profound mm. that kept kept me back in L.A. So I moved from New York to L.A. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go back, didn't connect with many things in the city. So I was like, I'll go back. And then I got this opportunity to speak at a rehab, a drug rehab in L.A. Oh, my God. And a, a therapist came to my talk and she was like, this is very powerful meditation. And you're doing these feminine mantras, but they feel really powerful. It was a Kali mantra. Mm. So she said, can you come and do this at the rehab? I said, I, I don't have any experience. I didn't. I had never had a drop of beer in my life. So I don't want to show up as some preachy Indian guru trying to tell everyone, you know, this is the way to live. But I haven't, you know. (laughs) So she said, you know, just come as you are, you know, and we'll we'll see how it goes. I went there. On the way there, my father calls me and I tell him, I'm going there and uh, I'll be teaching meditation. He said, what meditation are you planning to teach to the people who are struggling with addiction? I said, uh, who am I? You know, something simple and profound. It's my first meditation. I don't want to do something complicated. He said, you know, if you really want to give them a gift today, because you might come back to New York, you know, you might move back to New York. So if this might be the only, you know, your chance to uh, connect with them, do a Kali Mantra. Oh my because God. they are suffering through a lot of pain and anger, a lot of uh, betrayal from many things. So they need the healing. They need the warmth. And I said, it's that it's, it's a rehab. I cannot do a Kali mantra there, you know. But, you know, I mean, that was a son talking to a father, you know, dad. But I was like, oh, you know what? I need to receive him as the guru. That's right. <laughs> I was just going to say, no. he's the guru, running. <laughs> so yeah. I parked my car there. Again, my ego wasn't feeling comfortable, you know, to do the Kali mantra. I start talking. I cracked a few joke or two. I was like, you know what? It's it's not moving. <laughs> it's not moving the way I was hoping. They were not laughing at the jokes because their humor was so, mm-hmm. you know, scattered in that moment. So anyway, I was like, let's start the meditation. When we started, I just felt this is, this is it. I have to invite Makali's energy. And guess what? It's been 10 years. Uh, I've been going to the same rehab. That rehab kept me back in L.A. And I tell everyone, I don't know who's healing who. They think I go there to heal them, but I heal myself when I'm with them. Mm-hmm. And Makali, the her energy of expansion of that compassion, acceptance, transformation of that poison into mm-hmm. the light, mm-hmm. I see it happening every single week. And I know for sure one of the most beautiful 
quality of tantra is to is the conversion of alchemy of that poison into the divine nectar mm-hmm. and we all have that possibility mm-hmm. so those who are listening do not judge your poison do not judge what's in you because it all can be transformed mm-hmm. and ans- now answering what is tantra really we are talking about it how do we define it tantra is defined as the science of self awareness the science of self realization and i'm calling it science because all the wisdom scriptures in mm-hmm. the hindu tantra the shiva tantra they all mm-hmm. have the word vigyan vigyan means science mm-hmm. and you must have heard vijana in buddhism they use the word vijana so vigyan is science and every tantra scripture is a vigyan you know manuscript like it's a science template it, there's no space for blind faith or believers in tantra you know it, it doesn't say just believe in maa kali you don't need to believe in her you need to experience her can you let the mind take a back seat so that other dimensions can speak to you mm-hmm. because if you believe in her trust me that belief will be shattered any moment it's a belief you know maybe tomorrow you read a new book listen to a new podcast and you have a new belief beliefs are like shirts we keep changing them uh, and mm-hmm. beliefs limit your experiences Uh, and i do not recommend you walk into this path with a belief system you walk into this path with curiosity with openness and you know speak that language mm, love 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 oh my god love all of this now share us the mantra that you shared at the rehab is that okay uh let's do that i have never ever shared a kali mantra on public platform I know I keep asking you for it is that okay I've had a I had a I had a um a, a wizard on 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 the show yesterday and someone who works with with Merlin and mm-hmm. um and on the last 5 minutes of the show he uh guided us through a a Merlin vortex uh healing uh transmission and i got to tell you just sitting back and listening i was like oh my god this is wild and I'm, so i'm trying to t- i'm testing different things on a podcast like a couple of weeks ago uh maybe a month or so ago i had a friend of mine alexander rocks on a podcast and we just prayed for mm-hmm. people it was like a prayer mm-hmm. hour where we just took a prayer requests from 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 the students in in my school and mm-hmm. and we just like prayed for for some of them and it was just this moment of like completely like dropping the the commentary and just like entering into that that place of like being an instrument of peace um mm-hmm. and and I know with with tantra and with kali there's there's a certain level of like initiation that's required for people mm-hmm. who are listening because things do happen when you study tantra one extra one side note that I always say for for people who are curious about the tantra that we're speaking about here um it is for both sides right it when you study buddhist tantra or or uh the vedic or the the hindu tantra you know mm-hmm. it it kind of the it is a it is a it is almost like it's it's not meant to be a shortcut but it is a fast path mm-hmm. and anything that's mm-hmm. sort of under the surface that you're kind of avoiding that you're kind of neglecting girl you better believe honey you're going to be expediting the shit out of your karma and things are going to start bubbling up so as sandrash offers us the mantra and you're like i'm not ready to face my shadow i'm not ready to walk upstream the river of suffering and get myself to the shore of liberation uh and even be or even start that process wherever you are this is your time to uh log out and say thank you i got enough from this conversation because i got to tell you honey these are every conversation every moment when you are in a tantric path is is um it's a, it's an you know i i always i said this these words on the back of my uh second book studying tantra chanting these mantras like you're putting your fingers on an electric socket it's going to electrify mm-hmm. your life are you ready mm-hmm. for it and people and i also said if you're not then come back later this book is here these mantras are here you know mm-hmm. but just come back when you're ready to go to the next level you know i love that disclaimer it's even better than what i was <laughs> i was hoping to give to students so, <laughs> so <laughs> oh thank you honey yeah and you know one thing i would recommend as we share the mantra today receive it be receptive to it but before you start chanting it like sa said you know are you willing to face the shadow 
are you willing to face that suppressed energy you have been gently hiding under the carpet because all of that will come up demolition will happen are you out of the house before the house starts to collapse you know mm. so that you can build a new one mm. so make sure you know you are nicely out of there and start inviting the construction builders now you can demolish you know i am ready i am prepared mm-hmm. so shall we shall i share share it uh, now please now? yes yes please i'm okay. like yes thank thank <laughs> thank you thank you for this experience the mantra is kaleem namaha it's the mantra to invite kali consciousness in her motherly gentle but also fierce protective form mm-hmm. kaleem namaha is the mantra that keeps on expanding like that warm dark womb mm-hmm. it continues to receive you in it continues to expand as you need more strength as you need more safety as you need more liberation and as you receive this mantra be receptive be available do not let the mind calculate or compete do not let the mind try to think i need to fix this or that it's not your job to fix anything in this moment your job is to simply be available to it be receptive and i'll share the mantra three times just receive it and be available to every vibration every minute of it you may keep your hands on the heart kaleem namaha kaleem namaha kaleem namaha and as i receive this i bow down to all the known unknown seen unseen forms of kali consciousness and may it continues to liberate me free me from my fears from my mind from the past from the future mm. wow thank you I dear one i was not not expecting this ah huh? <laughs> <laughs> i hope it, i didn't pressure you into it too much you know, it, though <laughs> it it's first time uh i'm talking about ma kali with someone from first minute I spoke with Sahara about Makali long time ago and that was a different perspective of education but this one you're talking about Dharmshala Ramakrishna Paramhansa mm-hmm. I I was getting goosebumps strong emotional energy with each word mm-hmm. there was a time I wasn't able to you know uh, say the name of these teachers without crying and it used to irritate me because i could never even say their names without getting so emotional mm-hmm. my grandfather's mention even mm-hmm. talking about my father even talking about about makali's you know uh, gurus there uh, mm-hmm. in kolkata i would choke up and i was like this is very heavy energy mm-hmm. and i'm so glad i've reached a point where i can mention about them mm-hmm. <laughs> without going on an emotional you know break <laughs> uh, but it it feels beautiful Aww. thank you thank you thank you truly honored i feel like we just uh received a, an initiation a transmission so thank you for that you know thank you thank you thank you so much you. now let's talk about your book that's been endorsed by some very notable people <laughs> can we can we say who's who's endorsed your book is that okay yes sir it's so uh the story is uh i remember speaking to my publisher uh about endorsements and it was a new world for me endorsing a book and so and i was like so whom should i get this writer that writer she said you know get someone on your dream list you know whoever is on your dream list she used the word dream list and i said okay and i remember speaking to my father the same day i said you know they said the dream list and i want to share with you my, on my dream list the top name is his holiness dalai lama mm-hmm. and i said you know maybe i could have him on the fifth book or the third book or you know some other book and he said you are a student of tantra and tantra says there are infinite possibilities and on your first attempt to share tantra you're you're you know you're chicken out already you know this is not how you do it wow if it's in your dream list this is the time to put your tantra practice mm. and invite the energy of his holiness for your book and i was like oh my god i have chills that. honey i have chills <laughs> and when he said that and you know this is 
the grace of guru they challenge you they don't say yes to your yes you know they challenge you they puncture your ego they keep pushing you to be better and you have your gurus you know what mm-hmm. i'm talking about you know mm-hmm. so when he said this i started the process i mean i used to play in his you know backyard you know dharmshala maklodganj that's mm-hmm. like my hometown we never saw him as the his holiness to be honest mm-hmm. we saw him as just another sweet happy monk you know mm-hmm. in, in dharmshala i remember we were in high school i was outside my school and there were like 12 big cars with security and all they passed by and i was like who's this and they said oh, dalai lama just went by i'm like dalai lama <laughs> we used to call him uncle i was like that uncle in the monastery they were like uh-huh. yeah <laughs> like he's that powerful and we just fool around him mm-hmm. and i still have memories i would walk into his monastery and i'll be like i'll be jumping today i'll be screaming today just wanting to create some trouble mm-hmm. and the monks were always so sweet they would never you know yell at the little children so when i got this vision planted in my heart i started the so called process i didn't know how to do this how to do this and that but i wanted endorsement from him not the forward you know i didn't even think myself to be worthy of the forward to be honest but when i reached out to him he read the book and he said something really beautiful which he mentioned in the forward he said buddha broke the norms and i see you with your you know young soul wanting to break the norms you already broke the norms by leaving the finance and i think this is a great book to understand the journey of a uh, buddha but through your perspective mm mm-hmm. and he wrote that in the forward and to be honest i was numb when i received the forward in my hand it flew from dharmshala to new delhi to new york to la and when i got it it was just numb feeling yeah. i didn't know how to react mm-hmm. it, i i am indebted to him for all my life he has given me a gift that i can never ever repay through any any way you know mm-hmm. and second was deepak chopra mm-hmm. uh, funny thing is i prepared a whole script for deepak that i'll i'll convince him i'll request him uh-huh. and it took me i think even 30 seconds is too much you know i i went to him i said i have a book coming up i need your blessing he said oh you have my blessing i said okay let me be specific i need the endorsement <laughs> <laughs> he said yeah you, you you get it you know he, his assistant was there he said you know shall make it happen you know just uh, make sure you you know you get it on time that's all it took and this is the greatness of i think these teachers who are mm-hmm. so big so larger than life mm-hmm. and uh, for me as a younger guy like a early in my early 20s wanting to write a book putting it out there having blessing of these teachers it just changed everything it made mm-hmm. me feel way more responsible for my work and mm-hmm. doing it with you know ethics doing it with conscious responsibility mm-hmm. oh my god oh my god oh my goodness oh my goodness oh my goodness cosmic mother yes 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 i'm so happy for you and truly so Thank like you. honored that we get to spend this hour together ah oh, how incredible this okay so let's talk about the book break the norms What mm-hmm. is the book all about? What kind of what are, what what are the norms that we're talking about here? We are talking about all the norms. Uh and there's a story behind this and I think it would be incomplete if I, you know, don't mention that because it's through that story I started understanding the norms and questioning them. Mm-hmm. So when I was 16, my sister who was 19 at the time, she passed away. And, oh my goodness. Yeah, and it was you know at the, at the time when she started falling sick, I think I was the only one who was you know unshakably like in this faith and truth that nothing wrong will happen to her. Why? Because I was like we come from family of healers. I have seen heard crazy stories. I have seen miracles happening since I was a little, you know, kid. That's right. And and she's she's a young girl, healthy and all good. Nothing wrong will happen to her. Mm-hmm. Even when she told me that she may not live for too long. Even then I said you are are you being silly? You know, nothing will happen to you. And I was 16. I I was barely realizing the world around me, but I had this unshakable faith nothing will happen to her. Mm-hmm. When she passed away, I think my entire idea of birth, death, love relationships it just shattered it was like one of those 
houses demolishing right in front of me. That's right. And I, I wasn't out of the house. I was in the house. I, I felt the pain, the pressure. Mm-hmm. My spiritual journey changed completely from that day onward. Until then, it was all fun, playfulness, you know, going to Dalai Lama's monastery, hanging out there, mm-hmm. chanting the mantras, uh, connecting with Makali, Lord Hanuman, the monkey god. Mm-hmm. You know, he was my superhero growing up. So I was like, this is my wife. This is my tribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that day changed everything for me because I realized uh, uh, I just witnessed a death. Death of someone I grew up with, death of someone I consider very close, best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that started uh, this new uh, search within me that what is birth? What is uh-huh. death? What uh-huh. What are these relationships we hold on to? Who is a God? Who's God? Who's What's divinity? Uh-huh. I started, uh, crea- I was, you know, creating notes uh, from the age of, I was in eighth grade. So I used to just put together my curiosities and notes in a, in a diary. And then the nature of that diary started to change. You know, it started going more questioning, you know, not accepting things as they are, but questioning. And uh, that began the journey of Break the Norm. So when I got the opportunity to write the book, it was that diary of mine that I opened and I started reflecting the questions, the things I was, you know, looking at, the way we question, the way we are trained to understand relationships, the way Mm -hmm. we are trained to understand sex, the way we are trained to understand God. Uh, The book uh, is the combination of all of that. Mm-hmm. And it gave me the courage to uh, keep going because Break the Norms gave birth to a new me. Mm-hmm. It gave the birth to a, a, a new courage in me. And that gave me the courage to work on Leela, the, the school I'm currently part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been uh, powerful, not easy, very messy journey. Of course. Uh, but uh, every minute of it, I'm, I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. Wow. How should we, under- how should we work with, with, with sexual energy? You, you said that the book is kind of speaking to that too. Um, tell me about that. I think a lot of people have the, sort of a misunderstood thing about when they think that being spiritual should be about neglecting sexual energy or neglecting desires. But Tantra says, it's all family, honey. Invite them all in. Let's work with this in. energy. You know, that's what's going to set you free. Every experience can be the gateway to liberation. Baseline of mm-hmm. Tantra right there. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So in Tantra, everything is pure consciousness. And I love saying that in Hindi. Sub, sub shubh hai means everything is pure. <laughs> you know, there's sub nothing shubh. that's it. How sub is it? Shubh, sub, S-A-B, uh-huh. and then S-H-U-B-H, shubh means pure. Mm. And H-A-I, ha means that is, you know, that is it. Subshubh has. Mm-hmm. Everything is pure. I love so when, that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to Tantra, uh, everything is pure, sa. Everything. And the way we understand sexual energy, so this is how it goes. We don't look at the energy within as uh, sexual. We it's, it's energy. It's a stream of river, right? If you don't do anything with it. If you are eating, sleeping, dreaming, you know, at the mercy of circumstances every day, the energy will keep hitting downward, the of gravitation, right? The river keeps mm-hmm. hitting downward. And when it keeps hitting downward, it becomes purely sexual, nothing but sex. sex. It mm-hmm. could be lust, could be infatuations, could be, it could even translate to eating more food, sleeping more, becoming lazy. You know, you get rooted in that lower energies it's Mm. like river was flowing smoothly and then it got stuck it got stagnant so Mm. and when you feel the tension because you know now river is building up and you're feeling that the rocks are feeling the pressure guess what we do we are like i'm feeling the tension let me release it so we release it and we release it like a sexual sneeze you know it's not released consciously we release it like a sneeze and then again, it builds up. And then again, after a few days or hours or a few minutes for some people, they're like, oh, I'm again feeling the pressure. I think the river is stuck again. They release it again. Mm-hmm. Tantra says, if you continue to be used by this energy, if you continue to uh, fulfill the unconscious desire of the body by releasing it like a sneeze, the mm-hmm. cycle will never end. You could be 95 year old and still still be you know, fantasizing about 
you know, someone that could fulfill that desire for you. Tantra mm-hmm. says, let's change the cycle. You don't need to suppress sex. You don't need to judge sex. You don't need to bypass it. But let's change the stream of river. Instead of mm-hmm. unconsciously falling it downward, let's raise it upward. And then sexual energy is no more sexual. It becomes sacred. It becomes spiritual. It becomes cosmic. Now it's mm-hmm. going upward. And don't take my word for it. Anyone who's listening, experiment with this. And you would be surprised. Yeah, mm, go ahead. Mm. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm just saying yes. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. Uh. You would be surprised. The glow on your face changes. Your creativity changes. When you start to have some management of this sexual energy, everything around you will change. And before you were hoping one person would be attracted to you, now you have 50 people attracted to you because guess what? The prana is increasing that power within you is increasing. Mm -hmm. But with every power comes a great responsibility. Mm -hmm. Then you have to make sure you consciously channel it. Creativity is your best friend in that process. Mm -hmm. Discipline, you know, watch your habits, Mm -hmm. watch how you do things, watch how you react. There are many other, you know, factors that are contributed to it. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, it's very much in your power to play with it, to control it, and to consciously raise it. Mm, love, love, love. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's talk about now. We're talking about sex, which could, which has the the, the energy of creation, you know. And let's from creation, let's go to you know, seen as like destruction or death. You wrote a, a blog last year uh, titled "Death and Healing in a Pandemic." A tantra mm. perspective. Can we talk about death and dying from a tantric perspective and tell us, uh, you know, w- where you're at in this in this journey? And mm-hmm. I'm sorry that you've experienced that you saw death at such a young age. You know, like it's yeah. that must have been so brutal. But and also, you know, thankful for your sisters, your you and her karma together that you 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 woke up. That Absolutely. her death was a moment. It was a, a brutal awakening for you. That that sort of illuminated your path to like, look how many people you're helping today. Oh my god, you know it's wild. It's wild. Absolutely. You know it. Uh, I always feel her death gave a birth to new me. I changed overnight. It wasn't a change over days. It was overnight. Mm-hmm. It was such a shock to my entire body that mm-hmm. because I, I had such an unshakable faith, mm-hmm. nothing will happen. And it was a shock to my entire system. So my entire spiritual journey uh, changed with this meditation on death. What is death? Mm-hmm. In Tantra, we don't look at death as the ending of something. It's not an end. Mm-hmm. It's a transition. Uh, I think a good analogy for that would be imagining uh, ocean, river, mm-hmm. you know, it's flowing. But when the sun rises, the water evaporates, join the cloud, then comes back as the rain, again going into that river. Mm -hmm. So you cannot say water was dead. It was changing the form. Mm -hmm. It's not dead. It's not gone anywhere. Now you cannot see it the way you are used to seeing, but it it has changed form. And when the human body dies, it's changing the form. The problem is Mm -hmm. we are so used to of understanding our existence through the physical body. Mm. Uh, we are so used to of experiencing life through the physical, you know, like tangible energy and we get attached. Attachment is unfortunately confused with love here. And we get attached to the people we love. We get attached to the ideas of love. We get attached to everything. So when someone dies, that attachment feels the hurt and we are not willing to accept mm-hmm. that, that passing. And I genuinely feel if you, if anyone who's listening, if anyone whose loved one passed away during the last two years or any, you know, any time ever, do not hold on to them through uh, pain, through suffering, through anger, through resentment, but give them the energy of acceptance, give Mm -hmm. them the energy of love, compassion, because Mm -hmm. it would be unfair to them that you are holding on to them with pain or anger that why did you leave me why did Mm -hmm. this happen Mm -hmm. because i also experienced anger anger towards spiritual system toward medical system toward everything and i realized i'm holding her back Mm -hmm. because i'm sending her this energy that i'm so broken i'm so angry and hurt right now how can she make a transition when she knows that 
the people who loved her, they are in such deep pain or anger, you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and acceptance is one thing, Sa, that I feel we all crave for. Like in our entire life, we crave for acceptance. That's, That's all. Right. And I, I realized that by sending energy of acceptance, that I accept you as you are, I accept everything you did with all love and compassion. Mm-hmm. All the arguments, all the love, all the highs and lows, I accept them all. And now I release you to make a transition. May you mm-hmm. join the ultimate forms of consciousness. Mm-hmm. May you liberate from all that chain of drama, you know, that continues mm-hmm. to haunt us. Mm-hmm. I think this is the least we can do for those mm-hmm. who leave the body. Mm, I love that so much. And just the other day, I'm doing this like uh, long training um, through through uh, tantric Buddhism to support mm-hmm. people through through the death uh, process, through the dying, oh, through the process of dying. And you know, there's there's something that we have to do when the the person has been announced dead. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm only going to say one little bit about it. It's we have to be whispering to their ear, clear light, clear light, clear light. Because if we are whispering that into their ear in that moment, and then they, the, the, to say the very least here, not to go into a very long uh, rant about this, but when we are, it's what you said, that the reason why I'm saying the clear light is because we are or helping them by what we're whispering onto their body, onto their mind, to orient their, 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 the next chapter of their evolution. You know, if we are uh, crying over their body or still holding on to resentment and to mm-hmm. anger, and we are orienting their mind to 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 potential lower rebirth. You know, um, mm-hmm. so this is a this is a very mystical conversation that I want to have coffee with you when I'm back in LA for us to talk about that. The bardos, the afterlives, all these kinds of things, and and, and rebirth, and all the things. Um, mm-hmm. But I just wanted to to say that it, 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 you know, to when we are in that process, um, when we are meeting our own death, or when we're meeting the the death of of a loved one. Um, I love what you said about acceptance. And do you think acceptance is an aspect of forgiveness? I I believe that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I feel. Who am I to forgive? You know, when someone say, ask me, are you able to forgive all the people in your life who have hurt you? And if I say, yes, I have forgiven, I know it's my ego speaking. You know, ego is very interesting. Ego will say, no, I have not forgiven because their acts were, you know, unforgivable. Or ego will say, yes, I have forgiven. But the truth is, who am I? A tiny speck of dust in this entire universe. And I'm thinking I have the authority to punish people or forgive people. And I never go into that route anymore that, oh, I will forgive you <laughs> because who am I? I mean, uh, you know, 50 years from today, 100 years from today, who is this existence? It's gone, forgotten, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's so temporary, so fragile. So I instead move into the narrative. I accept you as you are. Mm-hmm. You know, sab shubh hai. everything is pure. Everything so is pure. I accept you as you are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could be great, jolly person to be around, or you could be annoying at times. But guess what? I accept you as you are, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean uh, I'll f- fly to Bali with you. That doesn't mean I'll spend like 50 day- days in solitude with you. But I accept you. Mm-hmm. I respect your awareness in that moment. Mm-hmm. Because people also feel, oh, are you saying I accept you because then that person can, uh, you know, abuse me or that person can take advantage of me? I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not saying I accept you, now I'll become your red carpet. No, you mm-hmm. don't have to become a carpet for anyone. Mm-hmm. Acceptance means you accept who they are so that you can move on and they can move on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, um, what would you say to someone who like has, has caused harm to other people and then they are caught in a guilt trip, in a trip of remorse, you know, and, mm-hmm. and they feel kind of like uh, locked in a prison of their mind with remorse and guilt because of their past mistakes. What would you offer them um, in for someone who's in that space? Like, what would the process of self-forgiveness look like? How can we actualize that everything is pure um, in that way, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel there is a lot of power in karma. The karma here means the right action, the conscious choice making. 
So if I did or any person did certain mistakes in the past or mm-hmm. harmed someone or anything, the past is gone. Like you said, it's prison of the mind now. It doesn't exist in reality. It's the memory and imagination around it. Mm-hmm. The only way to go beyond is change your actions now, my friend. Mm. You know, yes. Buddha's, <laughs> Buddha, his uh, journey was fascinating. He used to have this guy around. His name was Angulimal. Angulimal had this... Do you know about him? Mm, you're just I uh, you're just nectar, honey. Keep going. <laughs> you're full so, nectar. Oh my god. So uh. Anguli Mal had this, you know, this sort of uh, declaration that I'm going to cut fingers of hundred people and make a garland around my neck and it would give me some sort of power. And one day Buddha was walking by and he saw Buddha and he was like, you know, I've been cutting fingers. That's that's what I do nowadays. So I'm going to cut your finger and you know and I know you're a guru and all, but I don't care. And Buddha was like, that's fine. If my fingers could help you, great. But uh, I have a question, you know, can you cut the leaves from this tree? And he said, that's, you know, easy. That's all you want me to do. And, you know, he took his knife, you know, cut the branch of tree, all the leaves fell, fell down. And Buddha said, oh, I didn't want all these leaves. I just wanted few. But you know what? Because you're so powerful, can you put the leaves back on the branch? And Angulimal was like, Oh, I cannot. But Buddha said, you are so powerful. Please put the leaves back on the branch. And Angulimal looked scary with blood, fingers around his neck. And that giant man who was loaded, you know, filled with blood and anger and violence, he realized how weak he is. He cannot even move a leaf. And he thinks by cutting fingers of people, he'll attain mm-hmm. some sort of eternal state. Mm-hmm. And he understood this is why he's Buddha. And he said, I feel terrible. I suddenly feel like an animal, a wild, untamed animal who kept on destroying lives of people. Mm-hmm. Is there a relief from this? Is there any freedom from this? Because the truth is, he was feeling that pain, but he didn't know how mm-hmm. to get out of it. And Buddha said, yeah, come with me. And he started looking different. His energy, his body, his face, it all changed. And people mm-hmm. used to ask him, we heard about you and Angulimal, what happened to him? And Buddha will say, oh, He's right there sitting with you. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. he would look like a monk sitting there. Mm-hmm. Your actions can make you, you know, Buddha. That's the beauty of human consciousness. You could be the most psycho, crazy person on the street. But guess what? If you work on it, you will attain that Buddha consciousness. It's mm. available to all of us. Mm. Oh, my God. Yes, honey. Yes, 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 yes. And and the this story also reminds me of the story of, of, of Milarepa. You know, uh-huh. that you can actually radically transform the quality of your mind to the point of being fully awake in one lifetime. You know, I love that. Thank you. Um, oh, my God. I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> um, before we close, tell me about your school. My school, Leela. That's right. Uh, it's, it's named after my grandmother. She... It taught me the meaning of unconditional love and she didn't go to school so it's my way of honoring her presence in my life uh, and Leela is a tantra school mm-hmm. Leela is the school that inspired me to leave wall street 10 years ago uh, or 12 years ago now uh, and i waited more than 10 years to open the school because i wanted to uh, create it out of no pressure of the spiritual market you know just have absolute fun with it so Leela uh, Gurukul, uh, Gurukuls were the ancient schools. So we call it Leela Gurukul. It's a school of Tantra. It's a school where the conscious tribe, curious seekers meet every month to discuss spirituality, life, death, birth, everything we talked on this podcast. Mm. It's a school that has a conscious meditation program that goes on for six months. And uh, it changed my life, sir. You know, when I opened it last year, I used to get emotional in every Zoom call because I was like, I cannot imagine this is what is happening in the school. And the new batch is starting in a few days. Mm-hmm. It's, I know for sure, this is my rest of my life. You know, Leela mm. is my life now. I want to devote every bit of my strength, my patience, my 
journey, love, everything to Leela. And so such a privilege to have this, you know. Mm, oh, my God. And we'll, we're going to put the link to the school in the show notes so everybody could find out about it. And honestly, I want to I collaborate with you on something. I don't know what it is yet, honey, but definitely we got to bring Kalima to my students. And it just is like, Absolutely. yes, 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 yes. Listen, uh, we're asking the community to help me define what it means to be spiritually sassy. And of course, you've already been, we, we've already done our research to see if we think you're spiritually sassy. And of course, we decided that you are. So don't say, oh, I'm not, Sa. But we think you are. So help us define, what does it mean to be spiritually sassy to you? Oh, wow. I feel uh, spiritually sassy would be someone who's, who's living with awareness, indulging in life with absolute awareness. So they are someone who are having a chocolate cake, but with awareness. They are someone who's aware of their sensuality, their courage, their truth, but with awareness. Mm. So they are in the playground, having fun, playing, but all is happening with awareness, not mm. through the mind, not through the chains of the past, not through the you know projections of the future but through awareness. So everything is happening through awareness for the spiritually sassy human. Oh my God. That was like literally one of the best definitions that I've heard on the show so far. Wow. Oh oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram, CB Meditates. Thankfully, I don't have my full name, Chandresh Bhardwaj (laughs) on it. CB Meditates, my Instagram, my podcast, Leela Gurukul, and my school, Leela Gurukul. Okay, amazing. Well, thank God for you. Thank you for spending this time with us. Thank you for illuminating, um, uh, you know, Tantra and helping us to dismystify Tantra and sharing with us this beautiful um, Kali practice. Truly so honored, so grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you, thank, thank you, Sa. It's absolutely an honor to be here and such a joy. This was a conversation that that really warmed my heart. Oh. Thank you so much. Everyone listening, I love you. Lots of love. Peace. I'm Sadi Simone, and you've been listening to The Spiritually Sassy Show. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And join me next Sunday for another Spiritually Sassy Conversation. Thank you so much for listening, and I love you.